everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of RISE Podcast. On the RISE Podcast, we get an opportunity to hear about the career and life of some very interesting people, the highs and lows, and today is no different. I'm Elaine Knowles, and I'm delighted to introduce today's guest, founder and CEO of Connolly Partners Creative Agency, Steve Connolly. Very welcome, Steve. Hi. Hi, how are you? So for people who don't know Steve, he is a founder and main copywriter in our creative agency, Connolly Partners. And Steve, it's going to be really exciting to talk to you about your career. Obviously, you're based in the US and you'll have a lot of experience. But Steve has built a hugely successful business. It's a creative agency in Boston, but they also have offices here in Dublin and have recently opened in Vancouver. So Steve, that brings your empire to a total of 175 employees. Uh, really good, nice business, very interesting and creative. So can you give our listeners an overview of your journey so far, how you started out in your career and what led you to where you are now? It's a lot of tributaries to my career. I was at a business school, a relatively good business college in the States, but I was a creative person. I used to be one of those, I'm sure everybody's known those kind of people that can talk their way or write their way out of any problem with some pithy prose. Uh, I was that person in school. I had, it was very hard for me to find writing classes at this business college because there was so many core economic. I I liked microeconomics so much, I took it twice, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) So in that school, though, there was one guy that entered a career as copywriter, found out what that was like, wanted to do that as a career, took me a year and a half to actually break into the business. In the interim, I was mowing lawns and coaching baseball and athletic director at a camp and making pizzas and all the kind of things that you do and eventually got a job as a copywriter and then learned that advertising is eats its young as I was laid off after about five months because that's what happens in advertising. You lose a client, then you have to cut staff. But I was in and I had a really good career for about seven, eight years as a creative person. Came back from my honeymoon at a relatively famous creative shop and got laid off again because they had lost a piece of business. But then I jumped into, I was hired by a guy that built Arnold, which is a relatively large, famous Havas-owned agency, and worked there for about three years as the director on McDonald's and a couple other large pieces of business. And would we know any of the ads you might have done for McDonald's? Or yeah, I did a fair States, amount of them. States, yeah, right? there were a lot of... The fun part was I did a lot of promotional stuff. So I didn't get a chance to do the brand, beautiful brand stuff, but I did get to sell 59-cent cheeseburgers nice. on a regular basis. There was a retail component to it that was very helpful Frankly, it's not <laughs> advertising's not art, it's commerce and you got to sell stuff. Maybe. And I help that helped me learn that. And then I got a chance to take over as the head creative person and president of a firm in Boston that was about 265 people. They were in trouble. They had lost a piece of a couple of pieces of business to some employees had stolen some work and gone to another agency, which happens. And I was there for about seven years. And that was really where I learned. I made all my mistakes, my biggest mistakes I made there and learned. And then for the third time, I was shot in the head and laid off when I was 39 by a partner that was 10 years my senior and didn't have the appetite for risk that I did that had benefited him over seven years. We're still very close. He's a great man, but he was just at a different life stage. 
And that's when I started this. The company started by accident. But that was in 1999. Wow. We've been rocking since. So you were knocked back three times, let's be honest. And I think that's very interesting because some of our listeners might be quite young and not necessarily used to going through hard times. And thankfully, hopefully they don't remember 2008, 2009 uh, and 10 when the recession hit us, certainly here in Ireland and over the rest of the world. And I've also been made redundant in my career, but I was actually welcomed it at the time because I just had two tiny babies at home and was exhausted and was like, actually, this is going to be, this is going to be good for me. But I'd say at your stage, you've three daughters, right? Two daughters and a son. Two daughters and a son, sorry. So are they, were they young at that time? Yeah, they were. But it's, if you're going to go into advertising, I think you have to have number one, a thick skin. And number two, you have to understand that you're a disposable asset. Mm. And if a client leaves, then it's not a business. If you want stability, be a landscaper because the grass always grows. But if you want the ups and downs of the roller coaster that is advertising, then you have to understand the thrill ride and your family's along for the ride with you. And you better be willing to take risks and know that it's going to be nuts. So, you know, on that then, how did you manage to pick yourself back up and each time, but probably the last time at 39, still quite young to say, I'm actually going to start this for myself. It started by accident. I got a fair amount of calls from people asking me to go either work for their firm or set up a firm in Boston for them. And I was the beneficiary of being a moderately nice human being in a business not known for them. So people came out of the woodworks to help me. And I was actually offered the opportunity to take a pretty big room in a competitor's one-time competitor's office that was empty. And he said, here's the deal. Why don't you write for me and do some meetings for me three days a month? You can have the space for free and whatever happens. And so I'm the beneficiary of somebody being very kind and generous. I've always tried to pay that forward too, which you always want to remember. Yeah. Uh, And then the business just sprung up. The phone started ringing and people started asking me to do things. And we hired um, some some of my colleagues, Melissa, and yeah. some of those great people have been with me from day one. And it's just grown and grown based on some views of the world and the views of the business that I have. But it's all about appetite for risk. Yeah. Excellent. So obviously you had someone who was looking out for you. You had a great network and you were able to start that up. So tell me, you mentioned you pay that forward. Oh, yeah. Any examples, nice examples of how you might do that? Oh, well, I think there's always, if anybody is looking for help, anyone's looking for advice, you have to always remember where you were at that point in their mm-hmm. lives. But I've always tried to be as good a person as I could be. Mm-hmm. And you always have to remember that people are knocked down. Yeah. And I think you have to balance that with something that I'd share. I think today's younger generation, I think people that enter this business have become overly sensitive. I think you get a very thin skin. I think Mm. you don't like to hear that either your ideas or your career choices might not be the best that you could possibly make. And I've always felt that you need to be honest with people. Mm. Yeah, I, I never would have got into this business. So the way you break into advertising as a copywriter is you do a bunch of make believe ads Yeah, and you show them to people. And then hopefully they think you're worth something. Yeah. 
And what happens is that nobody ever tells you what they really think because they don't want to hurt your feelings. (laughs) And if one particular guy didn't tell me, the ad was horrible that I had done. It was for an orangutan. I, I used an orangutan fact that the warning sound of a large orangutan is a loud belch. So I turned that into a antacid ad. It was horrible, Elaine. It was horrible. And I thought I was the smartest. It sounds horrible. Cleverest How did no one tell guy. you that that's not it was the terrible. nicest thing? But everybody laughed and they thought, oh, that's so cute, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And this one guy turned to me and he said, this is horrible and you'll never get a job. Go back to making pizza if this is what you're going to do. If I didn't have that moment of honesty, I yeah. never would be where I am today. And I feel the obligation to... Be equally honest with people. Sometimes it gets you hired. Sometimes it gets you fired. But at the end of the day, I sleep well. Yeah. And I think that's an interesting fact that people will always challenge what you do. Any stage, any business, anything you do, even in an office environment. And as long as it's constructive and you can take the feedback on board not be offended and go, clearly that's not working for them. I have to do something, do it a different way. So that's, it's not bad life advice. I do think people... I think I have gotten a little soft lately. I've been a coach uh, of sports. I've coached at every level for years, mm. for 40 years. And a good coach has to figure out how to tell somebody what they're doing wrong without them getting all pissy and pouty. Yeah, yeah, and unmotivated. And then they then they learn. Yeah, and true. And you make a good team. Yeah. But. So you're currently coaching who is it, is it? I was coaching girls, high school basketball, but I haven't done it for the last couple of years because mm-hmm. of COVID and also because our business has been very active and yeah. I can't really take the time. Yeah, that's a shame. I hope you get back to it soon. So interestingly, you've had a really interesting career to date. And I suppose I'm concerned around how, and, and women are asked this all the time, so I'm going to be controversial and ask you how you managed your work-life balance back in the day. Because I know your lovely wife was also a copywriter. Um, and I do think it's something that men don't actually get asked about. You built a business. That takes a lot of time. Uh, you had a lovely two girls and a boy. How did it all work out for you? My wife actually was a nurse. She was a critical care nurse. My wife took care of infants with cardiac problems. When you're married to somebody that actually does something that matters... <laughs> As opposed to me, it balances you. And it was really very helpful for me early to understand. And I don't want this to sound overly overly self-congratulatory, but I'm very lucky. But I've also, because when you make, I've married one woman, I've made two, I've coached a hundred. I'm not saying I understand the gender, <laughs> what man does, but... I certainly have an appreciation for the fact that a good job is a good job and a bad job is a bad job. And I think I've moved to a point where it's meritocracy. In my, so we have, uh, again, who you've met, my creative partner, um, I never promoted the fact that she was the first major woman CD, ECD, mm. now CCO mm. in Boston, because I always felt that was insulting because yeah. the implication was that she had that position because of her gender. She doesn't. She has the position because she's just freaking awesome at yeah. her job. That's Alyssa, right? Alyssa. Mm-hmm. I've had the first, I believe, and only black partner in our company. I never promoted that either because mm. that it had nothing to do with it. It just, I think when you're in advertising, and the currency is ideas, mm. 
you just look at the ideas and figure out if they're good or bad. And I've always tried to keep it as flat and based on meritocracy as I possibly could, knowing, of course, that there are obstacles that women face that I don't, mm-hmm. that other races face that I don't. And you try to, the there's a high school across the street from us that is all black and brown, inner city, lower income. And we've done program. I was actually their basketball coach for a bunch of years. And we've done programs with them that try to introduce them and give them advantages to enter the business. But at the same time, they got to take it. Yeah. If you have the motivation, I'm going to help you. If you don't have the motivation, exactly. eh. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's also a lesson for anyone who is within our business. There's plenty of opportunity in RSA and 123.ie to learn and to grow. We've really good future fit programs for both marketing and for digital and gives people an eye opener into if those areas, if that's what they would like to do. But then equally, if they see a role, even if they're not qualified for it, they should seek it out, have a chat with the hiring manager and see if it's something that they can potentially start to I, do and learn. And I think you're right. You've got to put your neck out a little bit and be a bit ballsy and go, I don't have all the skills, but I have some of them. So I'm going to lean into it. It's hard. I think, especially for younger. So back in the day, mm. We idiots thought we could do anything and everything. And it's actually gone 180 degrees yeah, where yeah. everybody now, if they don't feel they're a perfect fit for something, and that's yes. because of social media, that's because of social platforms. Yeah. And it's because bots actually review your resume before a human that does. That is true. And so you have to have expectations that if you're not a perfect match, you're going to have to talk your way into it. You have yeah. to take risks. And you have to, I'm not saying stretching truth is necessarily a bad thing, but Mm -hmm. it's mandatory, I think, in some instances to get an opportunity and a chance. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. What's your view on how you support your female employees and leaders within your business? You've talked very nicely around how it's an ideas business and how it's not necessarily about the person. But equally, it is sometimes harder for females to have the belief. I think younger females absolutely do, which is great. Um, And then there might be barriers like kids at home. um, And I do think that's much more of a partnership approach. Lots of people have different challenges. So talk to me about how you might help with those challenges within Connolly Partners. We, before COVID, we were known as the company with the best balance. We were awarded best culture in the country by Ad Age, which is a remarkable achievement. And that was five, six years ago. We just got it again last year. But five, six, pre-COVID, we were big on balance. That's one of the reasons why I coached Mm. basketball, because I left the office every day to go coach the kids. And then I'd be back online doing my work at 7 o'clock at night. And I wanted to show, not just because it was enjoyable, but I wanted to show people at the office, it's okay to leave. It's okay to have other interests and do other things and be in more important places than here just get your work done. Yeah. And so we we were one of the first, we had maternity rooms at the office. Oh, yeah. We had very flexible. Alyssa, when she had her two kids, we were, I don't know of anybody else that had flexible schedules like we did for her, but she was an asset and a friend and a valued partner. And so, of course, I'm going to bend the rules. But if you bend the rules for one person, then you bend them for everybody. Yeah. And it yeah. worked out fine. I think now post-COVID, Balance is expected. Yes. And so the things that we did that were extraordinary are now standard. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're adjusting to that. And that, but that's okay. I think it makes the world a better place and lets you access better talent. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think from our perspective, the world is very different 
but I'm a lot older now compared to when I had my own children when they were tiny. And I think if I had have grown up uh, in my career with the flexibility that there is now, I think it would have been a lot easier dropping kids off at half seven to creches and rushing into work to try and get a parking space and get your coffee and get going. And it was all very stressful five days a week. I talk a lot about my, about it with my team around the flexibility is just something that we really value. And, and I think we're quite very good at it here. in our As long as you I, don't, which I've found the case with our people, as long as you don't take advantage of it. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of people forget, it's called work for a reason. Yeah. It is a job. Yes. It provides for your family, but certainly there are ways. In the old days. The old days. If in the 80s, <laughs> the crazy days of the 80s, if you didn't work or quote unquote work yeah. for 12, 13, 14 hours a day at the office, you were yeah. considered a slacker when the reality is how many of us can really be at the top of their game for more than four, five, six hours a day? Yeah, absolutely. And it is about output and taking yeah. breaks. Yeah. yeah. Looking after yourself as well. But high output. We have good high output here. Great. Listen, I think we're coming close to the end. So I might just do a quick fire round, which are random questions. Boom. Just because I think that'd be fun to end on. So these are one sentence or one word answers up to you. What was your earliest ambition? Oh, to be a baseball player, professional baseball player. Oh, hard luck, that didn't work out. But you did well coaching. It didn't work out. <laughs> it didn't work out for you. Everything else did. And who would have been a great mentor or someone that inspired you? One of the bosses I had at one of my uh, stops uh, came into my office at 5.30 after I'd been there for three weeks. And I was staying late every night. And he said, kid, if you're here every night till after 5.30, you're over your head and you don't belong at this agency, go home. Oh, interesting perspective. Yeah, that that is carried good. with me. Very good. What's your favorite ad? Oh, I have too many. to. My favorite ad is the one I have not done yet. Uh, <laughs> It'll be your campaign for this Yay, year. For 123.ie. Um, it's, it's our round, but what are you having? I don't drink. So I'm having a Coca-Cola on crushed ice preferably from a McDonald's. And that is my, that would be my Nirvana choice of drink, a choice of drink. It's a very good choice. Now, I know this is controversial for someone who runs a creative and digital and ad agency. What's your favorite social platform of choice? Well, you know me well. I'm not really built for social media because I speak, as I referenced earlier, I believe in honesty and the world doesn't accept honesty. I'm on LinkedIn relatively often. I do enjoy people posting opinions and getting a chance to connect, but I stay away from most social platforms. It's a good use of your time to stay away, yeah. I will say, although there's Getting a lot trouble. of entertainment out there. Yeah. If you were born into another time and place, where and when would it be? Oh, I'm fascinated by medieval times. I think I'd probably be killed by the time I was 23 with a spear by somebody Brilliant. that didn't take honesty too well, but I would love to go back and see what it was like to be a Viking or a Roman warrior. Those times seemed fascinating to me. Interesting. And um, who are your favorite writers? That would assume that I read books. Oh, as a copywriter, do you not read books? Oh, John Hagerty. I used to follow his work from Bartle Bogle in the UK. But some of my favorite writer is a guy named Ernie Schenk, mm. who is a famous copywriter in the States. And he could tap into emotion. I found that very interesting. Brilliant. I'll check him out. Um, a film you'd watch again tonight? The Blues Brothers. Oh, it's a classic a love story. It is classic. It is classic. Mm, with great music. And um, are there any, or is there any unsung hero you'd like to thank? 
Oh, I'd always thank my wife for tolerating <laughs> me. You have met my wife. I I'm, I believe you actually said this, that I've outkicked my coverage. And I'm, I think the term was punching above your waist. Yes, I've heard used. every term yeah, there yeah. is. But to have somebody that supports the amount of risk, I take a lot. I've opened a lot of businesses, not yeah. just in advertising, and that requires insanity and risk. And to have somebody that can be ballast to keep the family and myself grounded through it, I... That's I couldn't have a better partner. She's great. And a brand to which you have you feel you have some loyalty to? Probably Apple, although it's waning over mm. time as I, they become more and more corporate. They make decisions, certainly some of their recent China decisions and but if you're if you grew up again in the 80s and the 90s the whole think different, the whole renegade platform idea, mm. the excellence of product, but they never promoted the benefits of their product. They promoted the funk and the vibe yeah. and they became one of the most valuable companies in the world promoting vibe, not benefit. Yeah. They nearly just, they, they, you really didn't know you wanted one until you literally right. saw the ad and had it in your hand. And then you're like, I absolutely have, I to, have, have, to, have this. This. I have to have this. Okay. And last question, if you won the Euro Millions and disappeared, um, where might we find you? So this is, you will find me sitting right here. I'm doing what really? I love to do. I enjoy what I do. I might tell a couple of clients to go take a long walk uh, off a short pier from time to time. But this is, I have so much fun at my job. I have so much fun doing it. My wife asked me when I'll retire. It's like when I'm decomposing. Excellent. It's fun, man. This is a fun job. Better, Most fun you can have with your clothes on, I would say, <laughs> is advertising. On that note, thank you so much for joining us, Steve Connolly. I think our listeners will have a huge amount to take from all of your experience and advice. Great to have you. And I hope you enjoyed coming in to have a chat with us. So thanks so much for your thanks time. Thanks for having me. It's great fun. Great. Right.